From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. Here's the deal. Every weekday, we're telling the stories of women from around the world and throughout history who you may not know about but definitely should. Each month is themed, and this month, we're going back to school. We're talking about women who were educators and intellectuals who changed the way we learn. Today, we're celebrating a teacher who was a staunch champion for race, gender, and education equality. Known for uplifting Black and low-income working women, this scholar made it her life's mission to expand opportunity. Let's talk about Fanny Jackson Coppin. Frances Jackson Coppin was born in 1837 in Washington, D.C. She was born into an enslaved household. Fanny's grandfather had managed to save up and buy the freedom of four out of his six children. Fanny's mother was not among them. As Fanny recalls in her autobiography, it was on account of her birth that her grandfather refused to buy her mother's freedom. So Fanny remained enslaved until the age of 12 when her aunt bought her freedom for $125. After that, Fanny was sent off to New Bedford, Massachusetts to live with a different aunt. By the age of 14, Fanny was fully supporting herself as a paid servant in Rhode Island. She worked for author George Henry Calvert's household for six years. During her time there, Fanny used the money she earned to pay for tutoring and later public schooling. It was at the Rhode Island State Normal School where Fanny first realized her love for teaching and for making education accessible for all Black people. In 1860, Fanny enrolled in Oberlin College in Ohio. Oberlin's courses were rigorous, and it was the first college that accepted both Black and women students. While studying at Oberlin, Fanny broke several glass ceilings. She was selected to join the highly coveted Young Ladies Literary Society. Fanny was the first Black person chosen as a student teacher. She used this role to organize evening classes for newly freed people. In her last year of college, Fanny was scouted by the Institute for Colored Youth in Philadelphia. The school was run by Quakers who were in search of an African-American woman who could teach Greek, Latin, and arithmetic. Officials at Oberlin immediately knew Fanny would be perfect for the role. Fanny was an excellent teacher. Within a year, she was promoted to principal of the women's part of the school. Four years after that, Fanny became principal of the entire institute. Her position as such was extremely radical for the time. In 1879, Fanny opened the first trade school for black people in Philadelphia. It was called the Industrial Department, and black men and women were taught everything from carpentry to typewriting. And Fanny didn't stop there. She noticed that finding jobs in Philadelphia was hard for trade workers. So she appealed to the public and found a way to create new jobs in Philadelphia specifically for her students. On top of that, whenever Fanny saw buildings being made without the participation of Black people, she'd go straight to the construction company and demand immediate change. In the midst of advancing and defending the rights of women and Black people, Fanny fell in love with Reverend Levi Jenkins Coppin, a minister at the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Fanny and Levi married on December 21, 1881. At the turn of the century, Fanny's husband was made a bishop of the church and was sent to Cape Town, South Africa, on a mission. 
1902, the couple traveled to South Africa and founded the Bethel Institute together. Eventually, Fanny returned to Philadelphia to seek treatment for her ailing health. She passed away on January 21, 1913. In 1926, Coppin State University in Baltimore was named in Fanny's memory. From 1869 to 1906, Fanny worked dutifully to expand educational opportunities to underprivileged people in her community. She loved the art of teaching and made it her life's mission to give her students a fair opportunity to life and education. In a letter to Frederick Douglass, Fanny once wrote, I feel sometimes like a person to whom in childhood was entrusted some sacred flame. This is the desire to see my race lifted out of the mire of ignorance, no longer to sit in obscure corners and devour the scraps of knowledge. All month, we're going back to school, talking about educators and intellectuals. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica. And you can find me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is proudly supported by UNC Greensboro. Founded as a women's college in 1891, UNC Greensboro presents She Can, We Can, Beyond the Women's Suffrage Centennial. Through performances, films, lectures, and concerts, UNCG examines how the decisions from our past affect us today. Join the experience and learn more at shecanwecan.uncg.edu.